Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk Junkies, where tonight's going to be a very fun and exciting night. We got Jesse in the house. Johnny is uh, in commission. Uh, he'll, he will be back here shortly soon. Hopefully, maybe. We never know. But Never know. Word around the street is it's a possibility. He's doing well, though. Good. That's it's what it's like all about. It's like he's broke his fucking leg or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you're only out for like a week or two, so it wasn't too bad. But I want to uh, thank all of our iTunes and Spotify and whatever podcast outlet that you're listening to people or friends that we have listening via that way. Thank you for tuning in to Talk Junkies. We appreciate that every single week. If you're uh, listening on YouTube, I appreciate that. The best thing you can do for Talk Junkies right now and in, in where we're at because we're fighting we're fighting YouTube's algorithm super hard and probably even iTunes and Spotify, who knows, um, extremely hard. So the best thing for us would be if you guys could just share it and, and like it and all that good stuff. It would be much appreciated. But anyways, tonight's going to be a very interesting night. Uh, just uh, real quick, next or this upcoming Sunday, and I'll upload either Monday or Tuesday, we have Andrew Holick. He's going to be joining Talk Junkies. He's been on Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie uh, discussing lucid dreams and meditation and yoga and, and stuff like that. I've listened to a few of his, uh, a little bit of his work. I have his book. I need to start reading it a little bit more. Very interesting guy. Um, so we're going to do a deep deep dive into meditation and lucid dreaming. So I'm really excited about Sunday. That'll be good, man. I've always enjoyed the, the lucid dream talk. Just because if anybody out there has ever had a lucid dream, you'll find it interesting. Just because lucid dreams are crazy, crazy shit. They you are. Know, it is really, really crazy stuff and that happens. And we've talked about in the podcast before that you're never really taught meditation at all, like growing up in the Western society. And I think that having him on and having this type of discussion on what the possibilities are, if someone were to take the time every day uh, to try and lucid dream and and progress that part of your life, something that you've never really even thought of or even tried to enhance how beneficial it could be for you. Because the times that I've tried to lucid dream and whenever I first found out about it, of course I took it serious. And when I say serious for me, it's like maybe a week and I didn't really put enough time into it to understand what it was and what it could be. But the time that I did put into it, I did have a few lucid dreams, very exciting, very eccentric, very, you know, deep emotional dreams so I think it's something that, you know, people should definitely look into. Just because it's 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 fun as shit. Controlling like, your dream. Well, yeah, realizing you're in a dream and knowing that you're dreaming and then now you are almost kind of like uh, like like a god, basically, of the realm that you have put yourself in. And it's only for a short period of time. I tend to do a lot of uh, like jumping, flying, stuff like that, right when I can realize that, along with some other like very male level shit but that that's that's fine i i tend to go down that route that like the the shit you just can't do in normal life if you lucid dream you can literally do it obviously even though even though it's um just an hallucinogen uh hallucinogen in your mind that's making that happen but still really really fun shit to to do and and experience and that's the thing in western society we haven't really tapped into that that's what i'm kind of trying to say like when you go to other like third world countries or, P or countries that are developed but not, like if you go to India, I don't really, wouldn't call that, you know, Western society, would you? No, no. That's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like they, they, you know, I don't, they're into Hindu, isn't it? In India? You, you have Taoism and then you have Hinduism. Are there Buddha, right? Bu Buddha is, fuck, man. I can't remember uh, what India, what India is. I think they're into Hindu is what India's into. Yeah. Uh. Yes, but yes. I mean, like that, you look that, that's correct. But then you also have Taoism, and you have monks on both sides. Man, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to screw anything up here. Like, yeah, I mean, we're not really, you know, well rounded on this subject. But what I'm saying is, I think like the, that the turning scrolls and the bells and like the red robes, and and you talk about uh, they always have the um, what's the guy that's like reincarnated, almost kind of like the Pope, but but for um, but for Hindus, the Dalai Lama. So you have the Dalai Lama, you know, stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that's Hinduism there. But Taoism's very close to that, and I don't I don't want to get them switched around because Taoism's also very close. Like the yin and the yang is like Taoism. Right, but I think within these cultures, they actually, you know, they take serious meditation and dreaming oh, yeah. and stuff like that, something that we never do. Mm -hmm. 
And I, and I just wonder what life would be like, and I've always wondered this, if the United States were to teach people at a young age what meditation and, and lucid dreaming and trying to enhance that part of your life, what, what, what would it change? That's got to be the difference because you have the Buddha and then you have the Dalai Lama. Maybe, maybe that's like separate. Or maybe Buddha is technically like reincarnate of the Dalai Lama. I don't know. But their big thing is like one of the two, I'm either um, – Taoism or Buddhism talk about enlightenment only comes through meditation. So like the Buddha like sat underneath the tree and meditated. That's how he gained enlightenment. It wasn't through physical experience with things and gaining knowledge about how to interact with people. He was like physically meditating is what gained him his wisdom, which I guess he had to apply a little bit of that too. But for the most part, like that's how he gained uh, enlightenment and was able to... Um, quit being reincarnated and transcend to the next level was through meditation is kind of how their religion goes. That's legit though. I mean, because it's yeah. something that you know about and you can do it, but you don't, you know, like you don't wake up or you don't wake up. I don't wake up and we don't meditate or before we go to bed, we don't do it. They had that Buddhist monk, uh, that Buddhist monk in protest of, and I cannot remember what it was, but literally lit himself on fire in protest and sat and meditated and gave his life up for movement. And was lit on died. fire. Yeah, have you not seen this? Uh-uh. Yeah, I'll, I will show you the video. It's it's all over the internet. But this Buddhist monk in protest of, um, it was a human rights movement. I can't remember exactly what it was, but sat in the square. And these other monks literally lit him on fire. And all he does is sit there and meditate throughout his, like, he is literally burned to death. And then, in but him just being like this, this absolute, I'm, it's weird. Like, people will be like, oh, man, he's, He's a psychopath. He's sacrificing, you know, or he's committing suicide. He is sacrificing his life that way people will start to, he's like trying to shed light on this. He's like, this is more important than my life. So I'm going to sacrifice my life for the betterment of like everyone else. It was a very much a sacrificial thing, not, not like a suicide thing. I really, <laughs> man, I should have more information on this because this is crazy. Have you, you have not seen this I think I've, I've heard of it, but in, in, I'm, I, I've, I've maybe watched the video. video. It's yeah. very intense. He does not, he does not move. He does is, not open up his eyes. Is his body still where it was positioned? Never mind. I'm thinking of something different. Yeah, no, this is something different. He, he lays just cross-legged and meditates and then all these other monks light him on fire. Uh, and then he literally burns to death and, and then doesn't move from, from his meditative position. And whenever you're in that position, you're on fire. That's some deep shit, man, to be able to meditate. You have and to. Not, feel that or if you feel it not to move or anything like that and they've actually done studies to where meditating actually doesn't prevent pain so much you actually feel pain more intensely for the short period but you're able to endure it longer like kind of thing you feel it intensely but you're so like your mind is so that's the solid thing. that's the thing he, he's meditated for so long that he can endure whatever pain that comes his you know, way but he, and he so eric debay came out with a video yesterday just kind of about at the beginning stages it was of meditation and he made a good point and just a, a just a layman's term on how to like kind of put it is you know like you have a black belt in jujitsu or in karate it doesn't mean you've mastered what it is you know um that you've mastered it, you'll still continue to try and better yourself at, at what it is. But it's just imagine trying to get a black belt in meditation or in yoga or in that type of practice. And you reach that level of a black belt in something like that, how profound that is. Because right now you and I are white belts. Probably not even that. Yeah, it, we haven't even put on the uh, the gi yet. Exactly. If, you, if you're having that reference. Yeah. Yeah. That's And that's what I'm saying. In a reference point of view, we're not even a white belt. And most people, I would... I would venture out to say probably 99 percent of people in America are white belts when it comes to meditation. I felt in yoga. I felt really good after meditating. The only time that I really took it seriously, I used an app uh, that I'm not going to mention because they're not sponsoring us. <laughs> <laughs> but I use an app that's fairly accessible to everybody, um, and it actually, like, I would I would work out, I would go home, and then like right after I got out of the shower, I would then have my meditation like fresh out of the shower. And then this is like right before I started studying for my CPT and all that for the day, I would like, I wanted to get my mind right. So I had my body right. Like in the morning I would eat, I would eat whatever I was eating that was, you know, healthy as shit at the time, which it was very healthy. Then I go to the gym and I'd work out really hard. Then I'd come home, I'd shower. And then, okay. I was like, now that I've worked on my body and my body portion is out of the way. Now I need to focus on, what my mind is doing. So then I would start like meditating and I would, uh, yeah. And I'd go through this guided, guided meditation 
that was on this app and they'd take you through the breathing exercise that would like take you from like the top down would calm me down a lot mainly what well, you know coming off my pre-workout that I was taking at the time because I was such a bro at the fucking gym I definitely was one of those guys that was jacked up on a on pre-workout and lifting real heavy uh and being loud at the gym so that was like the nice like come down from that uh and then I'd do my meditation for like 30 minutes 30 minutes to 45 minutes which is really difficult really really difficult to because you just want to almost start doing something else because uh how my how our minds are trained we just need stimulus like different stimulus like constantly it's really difficult just to sit there and be alone with your thoughts for a while and have that in uh, attempt to control your thoughts because it's literally impossible because the second you get told not to hey be calm don't don't think about what's happening outside of the room the dog barking outside of the room that's all you're going to focus on now. Oh, yeah. So it's really, you only get like like moments of like little bits of clarity where moments to where you have that little bit of blankness, but then immediately like you come back to it. But within that moment of like blankness is a really uh, nice, almost spiritual level resetting kind of uh, of your mind. And I, I really enjoyed it whenever I was doing it on uh, on a near daily basis. So do you think that like within that, because we talk a lot about ego here on the podcast, and I think a lot of people, we, we all deal with ego. And whenever you put like the two and two together in meditation and, and that type of, of thing, or even lucid dreaming, like our ego will always get in the way. And I think like in the Hindu and the, and the Buddha type of, of meditation, the biggest part of that is getting rid of your ego and letting go of that in the moment or even possibly in the future. I'm not entirely sure. I've never really looked up on those ty- two types of um groups there, but it's it's all ego getting rid of the ego and, and meditating to get rid of the ego and what, what i was curious about you saying is like you're super hard into this working out and making your body super like just like it, you, it's ego at that point like you your ego is that, so that big ego. that was ego yeah for me. but but when you meditate and you eventually get to that level could you imagine what that have what that would have done to you to get rid of your ego while you're working out in that moment like i don't know i i should have i should have went way more into it uh but a lot of things, as far as the ego goes and what they talk about, it, it also has a lot to do with wanting. And it's about not wanting, if you really get down to it, uh, as far as, like, happiness goes. A, a lot of it, for me, was, like, trying to, like, I was just trying to be happy. So I've, I've only done, like, 99% of the things that I've done in life because it's making me happy, like, momentarily kind of thing. And I realized, man, that, that brings you down a a bad road if you're just trying to do things momentarily to make you happy more longevity things as far as what makes you happy is a lot better but what they talk about which i could never do it sounds great but just giving up all once which is what these monks do um getting rid of like the the want for money the the want for all these things the want for fame the want for attention the want for all that. Once you get rid of it. It's almost you, like the seven deadly sins, right? Yeah. You you just get rid of the want for it. Like, I don't want it anymore. I don't know how you train your shit to think to not want. But, I mean, they, they spend years on this. So, I'm, I'm assuming that they've, they have, like, a good semblance of, you know, how to go down that road to be able to do it. But uh, living in America, it's almost impossible to live, like, a monk's lifestyle because then yeah. you'd be homeless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then it's at some point you you have to you know eat food and shit like that, but that, but, it, but supposedly where happiness really comes from. But does is, it really take that? I mean, is it really not possible in, in the way our society is shaped? Because you talk about working out, and when you did, you took it serious, and it's something you did all the time. Yeah, and I know like when people think it's of not medi- something I did all the time. It's something that I uh, made you, you happy. Can't, you can't work out all the time. You, know you did. I mean? You worked out every day. You had a regiment. You did it. You never only an hour. It was only like an hour, hour and a half a day. But but you took it seriously. Well, my life was revolved around that hour and a half. Every I know, day. but look at the results that you had. Your body was the best it had ever been in its life. Minus maybe dropped too much fat. I don't know. But I I'm did. Just, my testosterone levels got a little too low. Yeah. Because I, I went a little too hard on it. Right. My testosterone levels got a little but too low. But there was a point in time where you probably would have been okay. And you looked great. You were feeling great. <laughs> Blessing. That might have been my first sneeze, sneeze ever on the podcast. I don't think I've ever sneezed before. That's weird. It's that time of year, though. It's yeah, spring. but but anyways. We have to scroll through the 8,000 hours of podcast. Yeah, no shit. the last time you <laughs> sneeze, man. But imagine, and I think I've said this before, imagine if you, instead of putting that time, and, you, and the thing is you have to enjoy it. And who's going to enjoy sitting down and trying to not want those things that you talked about? 
it takes time. It takes baby steps. Just like if you were to buy into, what's his name? That's on 710 Radio. You love, you love his book, the, the financial guy. What's his name? Oh, Dave Ramsey. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It, it, instead of like in, in putting all your time into investing in money and paying off debt, do the same thing but with meditation and see where it takes you. Because I think if you were to, and I'm not telling you you're not going to want, like get rid of all these wants that you have because for everyone it's going to be different. We can't all be Buddhist monks. And I think exactly. a Buddhist monk would even say that too because yeah. they're, they're really wise. If everybody in the world was Buddhist monks, they'd be like, well, there's, you know, what would make it interesting? You know, it's a very True. much a human thing to have this diversity, which also brings in a lot of like the inverse. You know what I mean? I, I think about inverses a lot. I hope I'm not like going too far off. You're fine. You're, 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 you're good. I think about inverses all the time. It bothers the shit out of me, to be honest with you. Like, like the, the big one, the big one that we've all seen throughout time is how do we know that there's good if there is an evil? You know what I mean? So you have to have that. I mean, that's a really big, broad one that everybody knows because you have to have something to compare it to. No matter what, you always, whether or not morally you consider it good or bad, you need an inverse of something for it to almost even exist, especially on a moral level. Any, any morals or emotions, whenever it comes to morals or emotions um, and like spiritual aspects, you almost have to have, if you're having a feeling, there has to be an inverse of that feeling there. Because then, do you think that that's societally driven, though? Like, no, based I think that's upon a, no, I think that's a very. But think about it like given, this: given human thing, but but I think that's a part of us being human is the fact that we have these inverses. So we 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 understand that the human being wants to be rich and greedy. Like that's just inherently in us that we're going to be rich and greedy. Uh, not me. That's not me. But if you ever were to get to that point, you don't know. Like I've Isn't never, it? I've never really given a shit about that. Okay, fair enough. Maybe a bad example. Dude, there's plenty of people who don't, like, this might surprise a bunch of people out there, but I really, like, don't get me wrong. I don't want to go hungry. I don't want to not have, like, even though I talk about finances on this podcast, I don't need a million dollars right now. Like, no, I, I own my car. I have a house to live in. I have my computer. I can literally do, like, I don't what I'm, need, what I'm, what I'm I don't saying, need a fucking Ferrari. But in, but in every, our, there's going to be so many people out there listening to them be like, who have Ferraris and be like, oh, well, you just don't want to fucking work for it. No, that's not the fucking case. I enjoy experience more than anything else. This is what I've learned of myself over, over like the 30 years that I've lived is that I don't need physical things. I love experience of things. I love talking to fucking people like how we do on the podcast. I love going to places. The experience has way more weight to me than something I could f ever physically own. Like I'm not a memorabilia kind of guy, but I love, you know, like sports. I don't but really, would you, but you know would, what I mean? Okay, so maybe you could be the exception to the rule, but again, there's balance. Like There's you said. plenty of people like me too. It's just we don't talk about it because we're not material. Like I'm not super materialistic. But, but with the subject that you brought up before that, the inverse, like to, to what you're describing it within yourself, there is that opposite with what you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is, okay, so maybe the, it doesn't matter what the percentage is, but what I'm, we've all been fed a narrative. Whether we like it or not, and whether, we, whether we all want to believe it or not, the narrative is there's been an over-controlling, overarching theme that has run this society or this world for who knows how long. Or keep, keep it to America. So the, so, the so yeah, we'll go, so we'll, we'll, society. We'll go to America. And at that point, who know, so I, I like that you talk about the inverse, whether it's, you know, there has to be an inverse. There has to be good or bad. Good luck finding one that doesn't have an inverse. But how do we know that right? when we've lived in this, or we've lived in this type of society for over 100 years? So what's to say that, you know, everyone turns into a monk or at least tries to, or everyone, let's say everyone in the United States is taught meditation at a, at, at a kindergarten level. And then they do that all the way up until they're a senior in high school. What's to say, okay, maybe it's a little bit less. Maybe it's just not as much because don't you think meditation and trying to lucid dream and, mm -hmm. and improve that aspect of your life does Find not a middle way. Doesn't it, but, but doesn't it better you because you're more in tune no, with who you are as a person? And everybody as should a, branch out. Everybody yeah, should branch out. As opposed that. to just waking up, you know, eating sugar, playing video games, going to work that you don't love or you don't like, and you're just doing all these things that you don't like. And, you, you know, there's something else out there for you, but you don't know what it is. But this is America and there's a dream and I can make that dream happen, but I don't know what it is because you're consuming all these bad things. If maybe you just meditated once a day for 30 minutes, 
and did that consistently for maybe a couple years and you turn into a black belt in that subject, like we don't even know who we are as a person. Like we think we know. Maybe you trip some shrooms and maybe you get to know yourself a little bit, but then you forget when you wake up. Why not try and do it the natural way? And I feel like meditation is that. No, like that's, you, that's definitely where I would recommend starting out too. Like you shouldn't just, even though I, I believe that um, like every, every anybody who's watched this podcast knows my opinion on drugs. I think all of them should be legal. Um, everybody should have the freedom to do what they want to do. I think it's better for society in the end. But also at the same time, you should not just hop into, oh, to have a psychedelic interpersonal experience, you need to start out with four hits of fucking acid. At a, at a fucking slightly stupid concert out in fucking Canada, you and your friends drove like 10 hours too, and you expect some spiritual enlightenment from that. Like, that's not going to fucking happen. Um, it, it happens in weird places like that. And, and a lot of the time, what meditation gives you is that reflection with yourself, and then it, it allows that. But you and so, I don't. We, we don't even know what what it, the, the potential is because we've never taken it to its fullest potential within oh, ourselves. Abso- no, absolutely. And that's the craziest no, no, part about right. it. And that's you're what right. ma- that's what makes me mad, man. I skipped some steps. You're right. I've yeah. skipped a lot of steps whenever it comes to that because I've definitely, as far as my uh, my experience with um, like lucid dreaming or meditation or man, I don't even think drugs should be put in the same category. To be honest with you, like eating shrooms and then having. Having something because that, that's so what could what would even you, though I, I get how you could piece them together, they need to be kept separate. What would you do though if you could like, have those maybe not necessarily the same but close to the same effects by just meditating and not even have no, to take drugs? No, no, that that would be amazing. The problem is, um, you're your own kind of um, shaman, so if if you're your own kind of shaman with just like meditating and trying to get somewhere, you know. Um, you're really not going to be good at it. You don't you don't know how to take yourself to the next level, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's why they have guided meditation and stuff like that, which I'm sure can be beneficial. But man, like, why I'm almost don't want to categorize it in the same way. Those drugs will force you into something right, else for sure. You know what I mean? It yeah. kind of just like tosses you out of the fucking helicopter with no parachute. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And hey, figure it out on the way down. And you better <laughs> fucking figure it out on the way down is what it feels like. But you're but you never really left the ground the whole time. You know that's a good is, way to put it is, man. is that shit. But uh I'm not saying that's necessarily the way you need to go with it. it it's different for fucking everybody. Right. I, I can't sit here and recommend fucking shrooms or even meditation. Even though your meditation is like literally the most like Wonder Bread, white bread with peanut butter and fucking jelly, like entry level shit into it. You know what I mean? Like nobody's gonna die from a fucking Wonder Bread PB and J. You know what I mean? Well, unless you have a peanut allergy. That's so. That's a bad analogy. Uh, you you know what I mean? It's the most simple, basic way to like get into it. Uh, but uh. The, the results are going to be are going to be a little minimal. You just have to put in a bunch of effort into it. It's just it's really hard this day and age because we live in an inverse society. Like like so the inverse of meditation is literally fucking imager on my phone yeah. to where I'm reading a different article, you know, like every five minutes, every 10 minutes of a completely different subject. I can't stay on the sub- same subject. Oh, I just ran across this video of this fucking dog that I'm going to watch for like 10 minutes. Oh, well, now it's, you know, this guy up in Norway who's, like, in his underwear skiing. Oh, that's super entertaining. Let me up, you know. <laughs> so that is just, like, that's what trips me out. Dude, but that's what I'm acclimated to. That's right. what a lot of people are acclimated a to. A lot? And I, would... I get meditation. I don't, I don't know if meditation maybe needs to be the balance to this, which is what people need to look for, and not so much, like, this enlightenment and self-discovery level thing. Because you can still self-discover through, through other outlets. Yeah. But maybe it's a good balance between the two because of how society and technology has developed and us as human beings really haven't developed along with it. And we're almost kind of like on the back end of it to where like our circuits are getting fried from all this shit that's that's coming in. How far far are we out before we don't have an attention span at all? Like we're extremely I'm close. Sorry, what'd man. you just say? How, say that again? how far are we out? Of, <laughs> that was that was yeah. that was the joke. Thank you. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and and I found myself in that too because when I first got into YouTube, one of the the things I most most like to do was listen to a podcast in its entirety, an hour long, 
And I still do that, but not as much because I do have kids. And if I didn't have kids, I don't know if that would still be the case. But whenever I'm at the airport and I got back from California, I was actually on vacation the past few days. And I'm just, you know, people watching. And no, that, That's a good point. So you have kids you need to take care of. A little piece of your brain always has to be dedicated to your kids whenever you're watching them. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, they could be in the living room just, like, chilling and shit, watching Dora the Explorer. I don't even know that's still a thing. Dora the Explorer, Teletubbies, whatever the fuck it is. And, but in the, like, you're like, okay, they're chill for, like, 10 minutes, and then you need to go and, like, and you're trying to do some research on something. You can still only give, what, like, 75, 80% of your attention to that because in the background, you're, like, you know, you're in charge of some people's lives. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. So, I mean, I could find okay. the ba- I could find the balance in and that scenario. I guess scenario. people have been doing that. People have been doing that throughout time. I yeah. guess I don't, I don't want to put that as that. That's, that's a bad example, so, but, th- but that is an example. As far as attention goes, you can't be yeah. fully attentive right. to something. That's, that's something know. that's always existed for sure. That's always mm-hmm. been in place whenever you do have, you know, children that you do have to watch over. But what I'm saying is specifically what you just addressed is the fact that, Man, our podcast is hanging on the limbs because of people's attention spans. Because we do an hour-long podcast. We don't do the short clip videos like, you know, the big podcasts do. Because we don't necessarily have the time to, to make a 10-minute clip five times out of each video that we do. And I, I really want to do that because I know people are more geared towards 10, 15-minute videos. But we are losing the attention span I would, for majority of the population. Because you have... Well, we're just not big enough in general. To, it's it's not even it's that. it's it's not even yeah. that man they, they they're literally gearing but that's they're gearing towards I feel like like the big tech big tech is gearing towards thirty second videos one minute videos because that's what's sexy to them it's the safest thing because you just literally someone's dancing and does something funny and then boom they put it on you put an ad on that a thirty second to a minute video there's no backlash you don't have to fight for, for that all we know this could be the development and evolution and the integration between human and technology that is kind of running its course right now, and we're just kind of the in-between to it. To play a little bit of devil's advocate here, how do we know it's really bad if on an evolutionary standpoint, 300 years from now, they look back and they were like, oh man, this was was happening, and it was probably really difficult for them to integrate to it, but is extremely necessary for life then, and we're just a, a, a stepping stone to the future. Just to be a little, play a little bit of devil's sure. advocate. I don't want to necessarily call it evil, you know, or, or wrong, that's, that's not my place to say whether it's, it's, it's wrong or immoral or evil or anything. It, it could just be a stepping stone in evolution. And then, and then maybe we just haven't adapted enough but to what like, happens to if like it's not? This. What happens if it's not, though? That's one, that's then, one outtake then, of no, it. That's no, one look. And, no, I, and sure. I, I, res- no, sure. I respect that aspect, man. I truly do. But to watch human beings, and again, people watching, we live here in the Midwest and going out to California and seeing it firsthand. You know, that's where normally, like, California... Is California really that fucking cool? I've never been that far, uh, uh, far west. I mean, but it, it's like 20, 25 million people, man. Like, so you... I just want an In-N-Out burger. That's all I want. I want In-N-Out burger. Dude, it's not that good. I want it's an not, In-N-Out burger. It's not Five Guys is way better. And then... Way better. Five Guys... Dude, he's, we, from the, he's from the Midwest. No. <laughs> Whenever Karen and I first got... I had Five to, Guys today, actually. It's really weird. We've had two scenarios today that are two really weird. Two yeah. synchronicities. I literally had Five Guys today. We The first thing Carrie and I did, we got the rental car. She got the rental car. We dropped all our luggage off. We left the kids over at her at her aunt's house in Long Beach. And then we headed to Five Guys, or In-N-Out. First thing we did. So in Cali, they're still not open to dining yet. It's only outdoor dining because they did lift the restrictions like three or four weeks ago. And the the, the driving lines at In-N-Out are insane. Insane. Oh, but they In-N-Out did have, you could go in there, but it was like, you know, 10% capacity or whatever it was. So you maybe have like 10 people inside ordering. They're how we were like six months ago. Probably. Yeah. A little okay. more hardcore, a little more hardcore because people still wear their mask when they're in drive through making an order because there's a guy outside taking your order. So people still wear masks mask in their car it's it's really weird dude a lot of people wear their mask in their car out in cali but anyways go there order the in and out and then i eat it and i'm eating the burger and i'm like this burger is pretty good it's it's good it's good and then i'm eating the fries because you can get the fries animal style that's like the secret at in and out just to order it animal style which is literally thousand thousand island dressing melted cheese on the fries thousand island dressing and then caramelized onions on That's the, fire as fuck. Those are good. It is You're good. You're not turning me off. I still want in and out Hold on, hold on, hold on. But, but if life. you just order regular fries, they are hands down, hands down, the worst fries I've ever had from any restaurant. Really? If you order them just plain. Huh. 
and they're fresh fries. The grossest fries I've ever had. McDonald's, Burger King, way better fries. Burger way King's better. fries are garbage. And I like okay. Burger King more than McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's is better fries than Burger King. Burger King is better burgers than McDonald's. But That's if it's all, we're talking all hot and fresh right now is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. In and out is just, it's overrated in my opinion. We'll, we'll, we'll do something a little different, man. So what are your thoughts on, so Mr. Ball on a great YouTube channel. This dude, he created, he had a TikTok, 3 million, 3.5 million subs or something like that on TikTok. He recently created a YouTube channel like eight months ago, eight or nine months ago. And he just tells stories. Literally, he just tells stories of like deep, dark, unknown mysteries, 411, all that type of stuff. That's, yeah. an, that's an underappreciated talent is storytelling because having somebody who can sit down and captivate you just from their voice and telling a story is very much, uh, it's not though, man, he's gained 1.9 million subs in like eight months. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's an unappreciated skill. The dude's probably like masterful at storytelling. Yeah. Like that used to be like, think about before, like we had like even writing, there had to have been really good people back in ancient times that were just really well at, at speaking and putting stories together and captivating people from speech. You know what I mean? Like that's, I mean, you were, you were in uh, public speaking for a long time. Yeah. You, you could appreciate that within a sense, even though that's not in the same line of storytelling, but I mean, that, that is a huge skill to have. It is way underappreciated. Storytelling skills are, are, are crazy good. It is. And uh, it brings light to a lot of different uh, things that have happened in the world that we live in. And in one specific instance, he talked about this guy who was on a vacation and the, the, all the stories he talks about are legit. You know, he, he finds these legit stories that are actually real and blah, 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 all that. And I know that there, there, there could be some hearsay, but anyways, I'll just tell you the story. But there was this instance they were in, they were in a mountain. I think I can't remember. Damn it. This is what's going to piss me off because I can't remember exactly where he was at, but they were at a ski lodge and this guy and like two buddies, they were out skiing and he's just like, Hey man, I want to just hit this one, this one lift one more time. You know, you guys go do whatever you want to do. I'll be back, you know, 30 minutes. No, don't worry about it. You know, I'll be back. You know, he's in his ski gear, got his goggles on everything. And 30 minutes goes by. His buddies are like, well, man, this guy isn't here anymore. You know, let's go down to the, to the hotel or the ski lodge, see if he's there. So they go down there. They, they see if he's there. He's not. And they keep looking for him, keep looking for him. They send the search team out and all this shit, and they can't find him at all. He's gone, completely gone. His wallet's still down there. His money that's in his wallet, all, everything is still in his hotel room. And I, I think it was like a week or two goes by, and this dude calls his wife. Calls his wife, and he is in fucking California. In California, still in his ski gear. And he calls his wife, and he's like, I have no idea where I'm at. I don't know what I'm doing please help me. Like, what do I do? And she's like, you need to call the police. So they triangulate his like position and they find him and they go and pick him up still in his ski gear, still has all his shit, all his ski gear shit on, had a haircut, <laughs> had a haircut in a different cell phone, a brand new cell phone. And the dude didn't have his wallet, his ID or anything. And he was like 2000 miles away from where he originally was. Drugs. Question mark? I don't know. This is the first but thing that comes you get to on, mind. But how that's, do you, yeah. No, that's crazy. Um, if that story is real, or if there is some uh, some truth behind it, oh man, that that's some weird that's some weird shit. I would I would say, man, drugs, dude. You you know, but like thirty minutes and he's gone off the ski lift, and then he just magically is two thousand miles away. But not magically. It's like weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously he still had that. It's not like it was that same night that he's in fucking California because yeah. that would be fucking crazy. Then I'd be like, oh, well, aliens or some shit. Right. It doesn't sound like aliens. It sounds like, you know, and I'd have to like know the dude's personality. Like, you know. But still in his ski gear and everything, like that's just wild. Like you'd be in California, it's hot, sunny. And you're in man, your I almost gear. don't believe that at all. It's a weird it story, man. It real outlandish to me. But there's a lot of those weird, extravagant stories that are just like, don't make sense, but they, they happen on a daily basis. Like, people go missing, you don't know where they go, and they just magically disappear in national parks and shit like that. Like, the missing 411s, and majority of them happen in national parks or in forest and stuff like that. And I think it's just fascinating that you just have all these missing people, and for the most part, they end up dead. But luckily, some people do survive, and the stories are unexplainable. It's almost like the Bermuda Triangle a little bit. That the, the, these 
you know, these national parks. Did you parks. not ever think back when you were a kid? So back in, like, my first level of conspiracy theory level shit was, like, Bermuda Triangle, aliens, stuff like that. Yeah, same. And I'm like, why are we not addressing the Bermuda Triangle a little more? <laughs> like, why isn't this, like, a top-level government priority of figuring out what the fuck's happening in well, the there's, Bermuda there's two. In there's the Bermuda one in, Triangle. One in, Mich- in the Michigan Lakes as well. There's a, a, an alleged triangle as well there, but... No, the, yeah, that just, like, motherfuckers in planes and shit... That their plane fucking gets found, like, you know, whatever. I don't think anybody's ever, like, come back, but they, they find the, the plane, like, some weird time warp. Like, you hear, like, the the testimonies of people, pilots coming through, and then, like, their sense of time. Like, they've, they've flown for, like, what was 20 minutes, but end up someplace that there's no way that they could have been there within, like, right. 20 minutes. And all their radar goes off, like everything happens within there. Like, what the fuck's going on with that? Yeah, like, I think that the the Earth is capable of magic, just like any anything else in this world. If a man is capable or a woman's capable of, and we were talking about earlier, David Blaine, the things that he's able to do and master, which is very, fairly impressive. I don't under, I don't see that it's out of the ordinary that Earth could probably conjure up something like that as well. That's unexplainable. There's too. some weird shit. There's yeah. got to be some weird shit, man. Like, well, not, not gotta be. There is some weird shit that's unexplainable, uh, as of right now to us, but you know, that is what it is. Yeah. The beauty is the mystery, you know, because I think a lot of times it's probably the unsexy answer that you'll end up getting on a bunch of shit. It doesn't always have to be that way, man. There doesn't always have to be an explanation. That's one, that's one detriment to humankind. Like, like, do you think, okay, like what happens if we really break it down and we find out that simulation theory is correct and we're all just a part of a simulation you know what i mean like that's that's a super unsexy answer for me even though that's a really cool conspiracy theory that's a super i'm like oh well fuck you know okay all right it doesn't devalue my life in any way people will think that simulation theory devalues your life in any way i'm like there is really no difference than that from the massiveness of how everything is anyway and how like finite or how infinitesimally small you are in comparison to everything. Like, what does that matter if it's, if it's, if we're literally in a computer program right now to, you know, then a physical God created us. And this is something outside of technology that naturally fucking occurred, you know, like that's never, there's no difference to me. I'm like, there's no difference. So that's not a sexy one to me. You got to think about the bigger picture. You know what I mean? You got to think about the bigger picture and what you just described though, because man, even in that scenario, if the simulation theory is real, you still uh, are are you still have to contemplate the thought of what created that simulation. And Neil, no, Neil, no, yeah, but Neil, the, the, Neil deGrasse Tyson would have would have, or even Elon Musk would have you believe the fact that it could be a simulation on top of a simulation on top of a simulation on top of a simulation, and so on that? and so on and so on. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that, but it just I think it, it strays people away of of really what is life, and no one really has the answer in. Again, just people watching and observing, just people upon people upon people. I, I come to the conclusion of like we, we somewhere down the line we made a wrong turn. And I know we talked about it a little bit earlier. If maybe we all meditate, I think that's impossible. I think if maybe people made it, uh, if people made it, uh, an a, or if people made an effort to maybe meditate or do something different, maybe it could have changed the course of history. I don't think it is impossible, man. We went, we took a wrong turn somewhere. The amount of narcissism, the amount of egotistical people, and this includes myself, this includes me as well. The amount that we care about ourselves is absolutely insane. It is, what, it is, to, a, it is to a point of no return, Jesse. What, because what, society right now, it, it, at least in the Western world in the United States, this may be the greatest country to live in, of, of course, because the opportunity is astronomical on what you can achieve. But the amount of narcissism and the amount of egotist or the amount of ego within each of us is at a level that cannot be tamed or controlled. It's not, man. When you people watch, man, we were at the airport heading back to Kansas City from Las Vegas, and there were these two girls just sitting there. And again, it's how you're raised, blah blah blah, all that shit. But these two girls, whenever you know Finley just started crying, my daughter, like she rolled her eyes. Because we were that close to her, and it was that much of an inconvenience that a baby was crying like right on a next. plane. On a no, plane. no, 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 no. We were just in the. We were waiting to board the plane. We were in Las Vegas Airport, and you know, there's hundreds of people. Oh, so she is just uh, inconvenienced by a child crying. 
and rolling her eyes. I'm like, what the fuck? Where have we... So she has never realized her own inconvenience upon everybody else that brought her where she is. Right. Uh, unless it's like a momentary... Uh, everybody's done momentary shit that doesn't represent exactly who they are. Kind of kind of thing, too. And I always like to think the better of the person. So for this person, I'm going to hope for the better, like like any other scenario, to where they just were in a momentary, like a bunch of other shit that is happening in their life that is equating to her rolling her eyes at a little everything, kid crying. Everything the but, kids were doing were but, annoying them. But you have people who don't realize that they were a kid doing the exact same shit at, in their place in life and annoying the shit out of other people who might have handled it way better than what they're handling it now. For sure. Which makes them look But that's where we are. Bad. That's where we are as a society. Another example, and, and, and I'm sorry to do this, but we were on the plane, Phoenix, and we were, we were heading to Cali, or no, we were heading to Vegas. Females? Females were irritated by this dude? Typically females, females will hear uh, like crying children and then immediately like a mother instinct well, will kick in. There's three instances on the trip that we went on with our children. And they are, you know, three and two years old. So, of course, there's going to be some shenanigans. Uh, I, I labeled the first one. The second one was when we were on our way. We had a um, a two-part flight from Cali to Vegas and from Vegas to Kansas City. And on our way from Cali to Vegas, Phoenix was, you know, she's in her car seat because we took some car seats and we put it on the airplane. And she kicked the, the lady in front of her chair just a few times. And I, and I looked out after the situa- the first situation. Uh, Phoenix had kicked her chair just a few times and the lady turned around and looked at me and she's like, she's kicking my chair. And she just gave me this death glare and I'm like, okay, okay. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I'll, I'll watch her from here on out. So throughout the flight, it's a 36 minute flight, 36 minutes. And Phoenix accidentally kicks her chair one more time. And she turns around and looks at me and just gives me this look like she's kicking my fucking chair. And I'm just like, lady, I just want to be like, chill. She is three years old. She's barely kicking your chair. Just chill the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, if within, if, within, if I'm that guy and there's okay. a kid kicking my chair, and I know I'm maybe one in a million or whatever it is here in the United States, because that seems to be what we've all came down to is like, God forbid a kid kick your chair while you're in an airplane. The, that, they, that, they, that they have that, like they just, they feel the need to just turn around and look and be like, why would you do that? Th- this is also a place where a lot of wisdom starts kicking in here, at least for me, where I'm like, this person, it didn't have anything to do with Phoenix kicking the back of her chair. She is already so upset with her life in general or what she's going to California for or coming back from California. Is it was Going it, to Vegas, yeah. Go, going to Vegas. Like, she could be dealing with so much that, that you don't even realize that she is just so highly stressed that it just takes small things to set them off as an individual because it's not it's not the chair being kicked that's necessarily causing that reaction. It's all of this other shit that you can't see. That's just like an out that's though. happened in her that, life. That, that's just an out though because and and I know everyone's different. But again, then you have the and, third. And some people some have, people are worse at handling it than others. For sure. But when you, when but, you're on the plane four times, when you're on a plane four times, and three of the four times you have an incident with your kids, and three of those four times the people react in a negative way. You can't necessarily say that they have something going on in their life that is bigger that is making them feel that way and react that way. Dude, they could fucking hate their fucking lives, man. We all hate our lives, man. That's look not at, true. Look, I mean, look at the... T- yeah. That's you, not you, fucking true. You, you don't fucking really hate your life. Well, no, no, no. We all go through struggles. We just like our lives sometimes. Like, like I, we dude, all go through struggles, what I'm trying to we, say. It, and it, we all deal with it differently. But I, these I, people are dealing with it in a, in a reaction that is just really... Not necessary, man, because whenever you get on a plane, you have to understand that there is a chance that there's going to be a child on the so, plane. So let me ask you this. If that woman, right before she boarded the plane, somebody was like, hey, here's a million dollars. Whatever you're going through, here's a million dollars. Here's a fix to all your problems, basically. Not not even money. Not even money. Just, hey, here's a ticket to whatever is happening wrong in your life. I don't. I could go down multiple avenues on this. But hey, here's a free ticket. Everything in your life is fixed right now. And she's like, oh my God, everything in my fucking life is fixed. My ailments, my relationships, my finances, everything's fixed. Yeah, here you go. She sits down in that chair. Do you really think that Phoenix kicking her chair a couple times that she would turn around and act like that? No, she wouldn't give a shit. Because she's like, I'm only in this plane for like three hours. Everything else outside of this plane is fucking fixed for me. It doesn't matter. Like I've dealt 
all, all the relief has come to me right now. You could literally smack her in the fucking face. I mean, she might be a little abrasive, but then her brain would be like, oh, wait, no, everything's fixed in my life right when I get off this plane. All I have to do is finish this plane ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. The origin of how she's reacting to this, to the stimulus that's happening in her life, uh, a minor fucking, I, I could get where that would be a little annoying, being kicked in the back of the chair. First of all, Phoenix is like yay high. And she does not have the leg power to really <laughs> fucking jostle another like full grown human being around too much. Um, no, it it is other things. That that's what I'm talking about. It, it's other things that's triggering. But what you're, but what you're describing is a is she's a, literally waiting. But what you're dis- for some shit to be upset about. What, what you're dis- which so many so many human beings in America are. Yeah, we're just so waiting many. because we're in we're not in control of. We're not in control of this. We're not in control of that. And everything's bad. Everything's fucking shit. I'm not in control of anything. This motherfucker, at least I can turn around and glare at him. And then have, and then, you know what misery loves? Company. That's one thing that's always resonated with me because it's so fucking true. People who are miserable, they love being in company with, and and spreading that misery around. Like, that's just naturally how human beings are. We're kind of pieces of shit for that. I'm not going to lie. I've done it. I've fucking done it. Uh... No, but that, that's where the stems from. It's not, it has nothing to do with any of that. Because like I said, if you were to solve all of her problems, and just be like, hey, get on this fucking plane. And then by the time you land, literally all of your financial uh, problems are solved. All your physical ailments are solved. All your relationship problems are solved. A little kid kicking her back in the back of the chair. Yeah, the get whole that. fucking ride wouldn't even turn around. I get that. She'd be smiling, being like, Oh my god, this is a massage but on the, the way. But she's okay. like, This kid's giving me a lower on, back massage on. on the fucking way. I don't want to take away to the fucking airport. I don't want to take away like, the or on the way to my final destination here. But I don't want to take away the like, it's perspective. It's I, it's all perspective. I get that and I get exactly what you're saying, but I don't want to take away the, the fact that you have these people who feel this way. And, yeah. and unfortunately, we don't have this magic person saying we're going to give you all this money and fix all your ailments. Like, that's not real life. So, unfortunately... So, you as an individual need to realize that your problems are your problems and you shouldn't be fucking... Because you're in a shit fucking mood. Should not be, like, to the, to the, the negative shit that's happening to you. Dude, I'm saying some shit. I am such a complete fucking hypocrite right now. Because so many times I'll be having a shit day coming home from work. And one motherfucker does something wrong on the road. It mainly happens on the road. I don't have road rage. I don't, like, speed up and, like, start tailgating the shit out of them. But the words that come out of my mouth, I'm like, you stupid-ass fucking motherfucking driver right now fucking doing this. And I'm like, all I'm doing, it has nothing to do with how they're driving. It had to do with my fucking day. I had a fucking shit day, and I'm not, and I'm not expressing it to them, right? But like I, that so energy think, is think, there. Think about that, that energy is there that that's like coming out of me in my car. That's fine. You and, know what I mean? And everyone does deal with it differently. I completely agree with that. But whenever you're dealing with a mass population of 320 million people, so, and we all, and so we all now, have to we so all have to get along. You deal with it in a respectable way, in my opinion. That you do it in your car. You release that energy in your car, where it doesn't affect someone else. Okay. Where, where, and, and, and little do you realize, and I'm not trying to make this about me, but yes, I am. An, I have an ego problem and, a, and a narcissistic problem is the fact that I don't want to I don't want to have to on top of already being on a trip with two young children and how uh, immensely uh, challenging that that is have to deal with something like this and how challenging that is in, in retrospect, you know, people just so, people. So just, you're talking about the blinders of society right now. Yeah. There is a big, no, America has created this vortex of it's all about you thing and express it the way that you want to express it. You can be a piece of shit if you want to be a piece of shit. Overcoming that's very difficult, but that comes down to the individual and there's no teaching that. Now, the only thing you have control of is yourself. So now you have this wisdom Basically having the conversation that we just had over the past 10 minutes about this. So the next time you're in a position and somebody's really irritating towards you, are you going to be the guy that sits back and opposed to doing exactly what you're, the human in you wants to do and respond? Or are you going to start questioning the scenario to where you're like, man, maybe they're just going through a hard time right now and I need to calm mm-hmm. down and, and be the bigger person. It's kind of like being the bigger person. Kind of thing. I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now you have this great opportunity to take this information and actually apply it in the future. 
I, you know, and, and, and I do deal with I do deal with it in a different way because I have had instances where people we work where, in the where, fucking service industry, yeah, bro. That's I, where all this wisdom fucking for sure. came from, or all this whatever the fuck. I'm, I don't want to ever call myself wise, but this I, is where I get a lot of my shit. I see it all the fucking time. Yeah. I see it on a day to day. You see it on a day to day fucking basis. We've all been pressured, man, and there have been times where I have broken, and those times were not very pretty in the way that I interacted with people in that situation is when I look back on it, like, hey, I probably should have acted that way. Maybe in one or two instances. For the most part, I feel like I'm pretty reasonable and I, I, I apply common sense to the situation and I handle it in a common sense way. Not lashing out or being negative towards that person. Have I done it? Yes, I have See, acted in a I had to. I had to do that so much in my life. I had to fuck up so much and I had to learn hard lesson after hard lesson and then slowly over time, like, I feel like I'm not a slow, I'm, I'm a slow learner whenever it comes to, um, like, social wisdom experience level shit. Because it takes me a long time to fucking figure it out. Or at least it felt that way to me. Like, I still don't have everything figured out. But I feel like I could, in, in the right scenario, be able to, like, talk my way out of almost anything. Because I, I, I have that general concept. I know that the person that I'm talking to isn't necessarily who they are. It's like momentary, and and if you can be calm with them a little bit and just and take them down a level two, then then they'll come down, and then and then you can you can work that scenario. You can't be their energy level coming back at them who's angry. Like let's say she turned around, and you're just like, F- I don't give a fuck about you. My kid can do whatever the fuck they want to do. You could have done that. You could have done that straight up. Guess what? We have this whole plane ride together. We get to butt heads this whole plane ride. And then guess what? She would have been amped up fucking more than would have said more shit. Then you would have been amped up more. And then you would have had this like precipice of just like negative fucking energy that would have eventually collided. And you both probably would have been like, okay, you need to change seats or some shit like high school level shit. But you're yeah. not willing to do that because you're mature enough right. to realize that that's where that's going to go. Yeah. Somebody needs to put a fucking stop to it. Although there's a lot of people who are more than willing to let it go all the way there. You see internet videos of that shit all the time to where people, there are no bounds to their anger. There's no bounds to how fucking big of a scene I can make. You know what I mean? That's to where you're like, man, this is like momentary. We all get to go separate ways at some point. Like, yeah, I feel like for the most part, the population is, is right there in the middle. And then you do have the upper echelon and then you have the lower echelon who is some, of course that, that equilibrium comes out of personality. and, And like I said, like what they're dealing with at the time, um, I just can't get on with that, man. I can't get on. Dude, everyone's going through some shit. You can't take it out on other people. If but, you're going to take it on other people, then okay, you know what so the fuck you, are you doing you in that position to, in the first place? You need to feel place. blessed. You need to feel blessed in general that you can handle this scenario better than them. And it's being a better, being the uh, bigger man kind of thing and letting it go it, because you have the perspective. It's not, that it's, not, it's, not, it's not even that. Being I, the bigger man's always difficult. I don't need to be a bigger man's always difficult. I don't need to be. It's not even that. I don't need to be a bigger man in that situation. I just literally look at Phoenix and say, quit kicking the chair. I'm not trying to be a bigger man. There's because some, she's, she's barely kicking the chair. So I'm like, at that point, I'm just like, whatever. I'm not trying to be the bigger man. For the most part, I live my life with common sense. There's you, no being the bigger man. I'm just you, living my life, dude. Like, so me, like and this is completely outside of the spectrum that you're living in. What what I would like, me dreaming of that scenario right now, like if I was a father and had a little girl who was kicking the back of the seat and I had a really uh, negative response to my daughter kicking the back of the seat, and then I would have to deal with deal with that harsh response. I almost like, took so it sorry. out on her. I almost took it out on her, like being mad at her for kicking the seat. And I oh, should Phoenix? Never, yeah. Phoenix? Okay. Yeah, you, you shouldn't do that. But yeah. once again, that woman's energy is coming off on you. Uh, it was 100%. coming off on you. You got to realize it, it's her energy. You don't know what she's having to deal with. It's probably a bunch of fucking shit. You got a bunch of fucking shit. It starts building up and adults, you know, you get mixed up in this shit. You cannot do that. Turn what, around. What's really, yeah. No, what, no, what you, sh- what you should have done is been like, Hey, Phoenix, can you apologize? Can you apologize? Because it's making her uncomfortable, you know, and all this and be like, Hey, you know, have her, like, without even the woman knowing, like, draw her a picture and, like, hey, I'm super sorry for kicking the back of your chair. I didn't mean. And that woman's heart might have fucking melted that day and just been, like, and she might have realized, oh, my God, this is a little kid that I was angry at. Very true. Very and true. And I was a fucking little kid. Phoenix. Uh, and then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, she remembers being a little kid and probably being fucking beat the shit out of, which sounds like any individual who responds like that to another little kid 
probably had a bad fucking childhood. But just imagine, like, dude, not, then, not everyone can do that in that I know, position. But there like, is, they, but like, the, we're, there, we're at a point a way where, to interact with But that. we're at a point in time where we can't continue to just, uh, just allow people to act. I mean, and I'm not suggesting that, I don't, I don't know what, I'm not suggesting that people shouldn't, people need to be able to act the way that they want. And of course, freedom of whatever it is you want to do, that's fine. I'm completely okay with. But to, to, for this situation that you just described, there's no way that every little kid should have to do that in that position, in that time and moment on an airplane because you're a kid, man. You shouldn't have to write an apology letter to a grown-ass woman because you kicked her no, chair a few no, times. No, but the whole point, the whole point. I understand what you're saying, Jesse. It's soften her heart. But you know what I mean? That, fuck that, man. Fuck that. Dude. No. It should never come down to that. you need a soft heart, too. I agree. you need a soft heart, I got heart a soft too. heart, man, and my soft don't, heart will always be there. It'll always be there, but okay. you should never have to... Come down to that level and, it, it, and no. just do that, man. At some point, you can't be her and just let all this negative shit harden your heart. You know what I mean? You, at some point, have to break the fucking cycle and just be like, and be not not in the sense of some, like, bend over little fucking bitch to, like, somebody who's going to bully me. I'm not saying that, but recognize somebody going through like, hating their fucking life and shit, and they have a hardened fucking heart, so they're just a piece of, whoa, shit, everywhere they go, this, like, troll of a motherfucker that just rolls around the fucking, the planet, fucking complaining about every little thing that they fucking find because they, misery loves company. I really believe in this. Oh, misery loves company. Well, guess what? Fucking love and understanding also loves company. And you can fucking spread that shit, too, and there's a way to fucking do it. It just takes a lot, it takes a lot more discipline Think about it. Think about it. It takes no discipline to be angry. It takes so much discipline to be peaceful in that scenario. And the that's disciplined a, yeah. mind in that scenario. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even go as far to say it's discipline. It takes to be, patience. Yeah. It takes patience. It does. And, and that's you what, have kids. Do you, and if anybody what, should be patient, it should be you. You have kids. And that's what it was. Like that, I was know? very patient, man. I was very patient in that maybe, scenario. Maybe. I was very mad afterwards. I was very mad in the moment, but I was very patient and. I just, I literally just put my hand over Phoenix's legs to where she wouldn't kick anymore. And I did that the rest of the flight, you know, like, I mean, the patience is there. Like I'm, I'm a very accommodating to people who are going to get mad. I don't, but like, are you going to do that again though? Yeah, I, I wouldn't would, do that. I would, man, again. because, do that shit again but man, I, I don't like confrontation. Like that's me. That's just, that's just who I, I don't am. Like confrontation either. In, like in, in, in any situation, scare the shit out of yeah. me. Other in, human beings scare the shit yeah. out of me. In any, in any situation, I want to do what's going to accommodate the person that is not, yeah. you know? But, so, but I mean, you get. Man, it's just frustrating like that that's where we've come to as a society is that someone's that mad over a situation like that. And that's just one situation that could look at thousands of situations that probably happen on an everyday basis here in the United States that lead to death and murder and drug use and and suicide, like all these things, man. Like that, this is where I'm saying, Jesse, I told you earlier, we went down a wrong turn, man. We went down a wrong turn. There's no way around it, man. The amount of alcohol I was talking about inverses earlier. Yeah. This is the same thing that applies. But there's but dude, like the inverse is way outbalanced. The amount of suicide, the amount of people who are getting killed on a daily basis on earth, the amount and, and I know No, oh, no, you're right there. And oh. like the amount of all these things that are happening negatively. The only thing that positive is happening is yes, people in the world are fucking. They're having sex for sure and the population is increasing. So there is some positive look to it. But here in the United States, man, like I don't want to keep doing the podcast. I have to fucking piss, though. Well, we're getting close to the end of the hour, man. I don't want to go much over because we're at like an hour and 11. So we're, we're definitely right over an hour. So. Toss it off because I have to fucking piss. Yeah. I so got piss really bad. I, I, I just think, man, like here here in the United States, there's just a lot of negative things, man. And But I want to go down this road, though. Like, I don't want to end it there. I, I want to because I want to talk about this. And I, I, I have so much to talk about this. And I can explain a lot of this. Like, it, it's not it's not so outlandish what you're thinking. It's what everybody else is thinking, what everybody else is feeling. And you could start to get to these roots of why things are the way that they are. And it comes from a philosophical end first off. Morality fucking second, in in my opinion. Some people would switch the two. Uh, philosophical, uh, philosophical views influence morality. Some people say the inverse or, or the switch between the two, but that, that changes a bunch of shit. I don't know. We need, we need to save that for, for something else. For sure. But, yeah. But yeah. We'll leave it right there, man. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you like that podcast, man. Jesse and I hit some <clears throat> very interesting topics. Uh, the first 30 minutes was uh, a little bit different from the last 30 minutes. I hope you guys like this podcast. Again, like I told you in the beginning, 
the best thing you can do is share this podcast, man. We're like, we're really trying hard. We're bringing on guests. Like I said, next week, tune in Sunday or Monday, most likely Tuesday. Andrew Holick's going to be joining Talk Junkies, the author of, of a few books, uh, just specifically talking about lucid dreams and dreaming and meditation and yoga and stuff like that. It's a very beautiful thing, man. He's going to come on the show. Then I'm in, and, and then I'm in the works to have on someone who's going to maybe almost rebuttal what uh, David Miano said last week with the Anunnaki. Um, he, he's, he's in the works as well. So um, if you could do anything right now, pour a lot of Parmesan cheese onto the like button as if it were spaghetti. And fucking hit that hit that subscribe button after that, like you were at fucking Olive Garden getting that free salad and and, and I don't know, man. But anyways, yeah. Uh, do what you do, all our junkies out there. Stay fly and ring the bell. I have to piss so bad.